When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast, another week of waiting. We are here, Luke Stuckmeyer, Kevin Wells, and Cody Del Mendo. Ryan Herrera has the week off. I believe he's trying to recruit Yamamoto, but we cannot confirm or deny that at this moment. Eh, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story, Luke. Maybe, he's, maybe it's Bellinger he's recruiting. Maybe. Again, can't confirm or deny. He's been in that locker room don't, long enough. Don't let the... Him. Don't let the... The, the folks at the BBWAA or whatever, no, because I think that might get him in trouble. But just again, call it the Geek Squad, and that's what it is. I didn't call it that. You did. I, I did. Don't, like, I know a lot of them aren't a fan of me, so, like, I didn't want to say that. So, you know, big of you to say, Luke. <laughs> All right, you're Ryan Herrera. What's your best business pitch to Yamamoto? <laughs> What's Ryan's best pitch? Uh, First have, thing he brings to We the have table. great brownies in the press box. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Knowing Ryan, he'd just start talking about Mizzou to him, which yeah, that will right. not that will not bring Yamamoto to the Cubs. So you should see got this. this great third baseman, <laughs> Nick Madrigal. <laughs> Wonderful player. Oh, gosh. I mean, that's the that is one of the themes of today's podcast. Uh, again, no signings so far, but you hear Yamamoto met with the Mets and Yankees over the weekend. Had dinner at Steve Cohen's. I'm just going to guess Palace. <laughs> uh, palace. It's yeah. certainly you can't call it a house. No way. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be a palace. So, my question is: They missed out on trading for Soto. They missed out on Otani. Now uh, Tyler Glass now was traded to the Dodgers, and it doesn't sound like they're in on Yamamoto. And so the question is: Are the Cubs cheap? Or are they being smart about this offseason? And I know that the answer could be both. That's always a possibility. But if you have to choose between one or the other, how does it feel so far this offseason? I see a lot of the cheap in the chat, <clears throat> right? The Godfather, Michael Collada says, I've been saying this till I'm blue in the face. Ricketts <laughs> won't get in a bidding war for any player. If you still buy tickets after this, that's your problem. Well, they got in a bidding war for Jason Hayward back in the day, but, you know. I don't think you can deny that a lot of the deals have been crazy, but it feels like that's every year now, right? Like, even Bryce Harper at the time seemed like when he signed it, because every year it it keeps going up. So is it just the price of business, and the Cubs are getting left in the dust living in some old world where, you know, Ryan Sandberg signs for $6 million? Or are they... I'll let you go first because I kind of want to hear what you have to say, Kevin, and then I'll go into my spiel. Uh, Yeah, I'll preface by saying, and I've said this on the show before, I trust Jed Hoyer to make the right decisions with this ball club. I know that's maybe not a popular opinion. So you're saying that they're smart. So you're saying they're being smart this offseason. I think they're being smart. There is a lot of things that Jed says in his press conferences that 
tend to be true. People who win the offseason all the time don't always win the World Series. Baseball is full of variants. We know that. We've talked till we're blue in the face after some of these postgame shows like, oh, they only needed one more game to make the postseason. But at some point, you need to acquire star talent. The money, it sounded like from all of the reporting that we have from the great reporters that cover this team, it sounded like the $500 million was there. Do we know that for sure? Maybe not. It, it sounded like it was always going to be the Dodgers. So I don't want to say that they're cheap. I think that the Ricketts and Jed Hoyer have this partnership where they are committed to spending things that they know will give them a return on investment. Shohei Otani was a guaranteed return on investment for any team that was going to sign him. Yamamoto may look like one of the best pitchers we've ever seen. We haven't seen him pitch yet, but from all these reports, he can throw a million pitches, and he's he's got velocity, and he's won back-to-back MVPs over there. He might be worth his $300 million, but that's a big risk for a guy who hasn't had the postseason success of a you know, of a Verlander, of a Max Scherzer, those guys that tend to get those high AAV in, starting pitcher contracts. In in this free agent class, particularly, you could say Jordan Montgomery or, um, you know, he's the first name I thought of. But Blake Snell? Blake what's Snell, what, what's Snell going to get? He's got playoff experience. Um, and I agree with Gary. You can't ROI <laughs> on everyone. I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. They have a lot of holes to fill and a lot of questions to answer, and I'm definitely not taking my foot off the gas when it comes to acquiring star talent because the Cubs have a lot of good players right yeah, now. Yeah, this is what I'm thinking. They I have, know where you're going. They have like five guys in that three-and-a-half to five war who you can quantify and qualify as good players. Those star players, those six, seven, eight war players is what you need to start acquiring mm-hmm. now. Whether that's Yamamoto, I mean, it'd be great, but he's, it doesn't sound like that's mm-hmm. going to happen. So now it's about you're banking on your prospects coming up, guys like Kate Horton of being an ace of a staff and maybe making a trade for a guy like Logan Gilbert, who I now have my eyes set on oh, because that's a name he is really good. He's going to cost a lot, but he's a young pitcher, 27, who's thrown 32 starts in back-to-back seasons and has just Please shown that he's really good. Yeah. Yes, so... so to I guess my this is my answer to Luke if are they playing smart are they playing cheap as I said last week I will not irrationally flip out about this offseason until we get to Cubs convention and this roster still looks like this all right because last offseason I got played you know on this show freaking out about how all the shortstops came off the board uh, before, until it was just Swanson or Correa, and we ended up getting Swanson, and it's worked out so far. Mm-hmm. I I understand fans, like fans in the chat, whoever just and and I want to feel like this, like I want the Cubs to just spend stupid money because it's not my money. It, it legit, it's not my money. It's not your money. Like I want them to just, you know, act. Stupid Steve Cohen money. Who who doesn't care? But you know what? The Mets spent the most money of any team in the offseason last year, and they missed the playoffs, all right? Mm-hmm. So on one hand, the Mets and the Padres, they, they make you want to think more intelligently on what you're spending. But then the Rangers are a team that make you think, well, you could just spend money on whoever, and you can win a World Series, you know? The, the Cubs were a top six, seven team in payroll when they won the World Series in 2016. My This is where I'm at. And at this point, based off the guys who are off the, the board now, Cody Bellinger is the best position player on the on the market right now, free agent-wise, right? And then Yamamoto is the best pitcher, which looks like the Cubs aren't going to be in. And I've, I've tweeted it. Uh, I think I 
I haven't said on the show, but I tweeted it like a few days ago. After, I think I saw a Jim Bowden tweet saying that, you know, offers are around 300 million. Listen. Or up. Or more. I swear the, I saw one that suggested 400. It's probably a bogus account, but like yeah. almost all of them are now saying it could be over right. 300. That's right. that's crazy. <laughs> and And I get it. Like he's 25. He has all these accolades in Japan. It's probably the most notable pitcher to come over from Japan, like just pitcher. You know, mm-hmm. Otani's a, in a world of his own, but the only pitcher to come over from Japan with this kind of hype since like Darvish, right? Mm-hmm. And Darvish has had a great major league career. He's he's had injuries, he's had up and down seasons, but overall, he's lived up to the hype of what he was when he came over, right? But he even he was older than uh, Yamamoto, I believe, whenever he came over. So, but what what I'm getting at here when it comes to Yamamoto is the guy hasn't he has no major league experience here man and and it's not even the money if the the higher that number goes for Yamamoto that that's the that's because the years are are skyrocketing on that contract right like we're talking nine ten years for a guy that has no major league experience here and I would think differently if it was a position player, mm-hmm. probably. But we're talking about a guy who's going to pitch in 30 games, 32 games tops. You know what I mean? Like, and, and we know how injuries happen with pitchers. He hasn't proved, at least here, to be healthy, to be able to pitch that many innings here. Like, it's not that I don't want the guy. And it's not that I don't want the Cubs to spin whatever it is to get a guy like that because clearly he has this – he has the hype. He has this, he's considered a generational talent, whatever. All I know is that Otani came over here at like age 22 and no one gave him that kind of deal. And he was someone who wanted to do both. Starting pitching is a premium in this league. (laughs) Getting a frontline ace is going to cost you a lot of money. And from the way the Cubs have approached this offseason, again, we're only you know a month and a half in. We've still got a, several weeks to go here before we maybe see some big movements. But they really, all of this to me pins on the hopes of their you know three main prospects. Mm-hmm. I really think that they believe Cade Horton has the stuff to be the ace of the staff mm-hmm. very soon. Yeah. Not this year. Maybe not next year, but the year after. And maybe they don't want to pay a premium for... A guy like Yama. But to me, I don't know if they want to use that as an excuse. That might not be their line of thinking because, to me, you need the more pitching you get, the better. To me, signing Yamamoto would be like the final piece of the puzzle to, or like the second to last piece of the puzzle for a World Series contending team. And I know going the offseason is like, I wanted NLCS or bus expectations, blah, blah, blah. This, well, that was when Soto was on, was still out there. Otani was a dream, whatever. And if they would have, did whatever to get those guys, you know, traded however many guys to get soda, then we would have that. And maybe perhaps I can still get there if they bring Bellinger back and add more to the offense. I don't know. Like they have to get creative in the, in the trade market at this point. I guess what I'm saying is I think they're, I'm going to continue to think that they're being smart because I could say they're being cheap. And then tomorrow some crazy shit happens and whatever. The thing is, is there's still a ton of guys out there on the board. Like I, I'm not, I'm not flipping script yet until I, we get to cups con and this roster still looks like this. And I agree that they are looking at the prospects, guys like PCA guys like Ben Brown, Kate Horton will be here at some point next year. I think he'll be on an innings limit though. So you can't rely on him to pitch 150 innings, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have, 
other position players as well that they're high on. They have position players who made their de- debut last year that they're high on, right? I, To me, they're playing it smart right now, and I think they're also signaling that they don't think next, like going into next year is a year to go all in. I think that they want to see some of these young guys uh, perform while also adding some good vets to go with them. Maybe Bellinger is the big offseason signing, and it will be annoying because you're going to feel like they're not going to go into next year as a better team, but that's just only because we have to go into next year with hope of some of these young guys busting out, you know what I mean? And I I don't necessarily want to go in with that kind of hope, but we sit here and we talk about how good this farm system is. The league keeps saying it. So we got to see some of these guys play at some point. So again, I, unless we get to Cubs con and they still haven't done anything like, which is possible, like notable at all. I'm not, I'm not budging on this. Like they're, they're being, you know, cheap. I think right now they're, they're, just playing it smart. And I also wanted to note, like Patrick Mooney had a really good article from the athletic this past, this weekend about, you know, the Cubs aren't going in with this all or nothing mindset like they did the first time around. So that's right. And I think Niren he in the chat, he said something related to that. And I just wanted to acknowledge that. Cause that, cause that's true. Like, I think, I don't think they want to, they want to get to a place to where it's more sustainable, it's like sustainable success, which is what we all want. Right. I don't disagree with anything you guys are saying about it seems like it's the smart thing. And yes, Yamamoto, you know, Passon's trying to knock it down a little bit today and say the numbers aren't what they are. Yes, all of that. But right now, easily both could be true, <clears throat> right? Like, and, and when we're talking about are they being cheap, that also includes maybe overvaluing your prospects as trade targets, right? Like absolutely. They have they have targeted multiple known quantities in baseball over the last few years. Missed, 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 missed. Dansby's the one guy they got. The thing that scares me into thinking that they might be more cheap than they are smart is that they still don't have a two hundred million dollar player. And there's so many of those in baseball now starting to pile up that they're going around left and right. And you look at the Cubs. I don't disagree with this for the Cubs philosophy either. Because somebody in the chat said maybe it's the the philosophy is wrong. If you keep missing, it's not the market. It's you. Mm -hmm. But team payroll is going into last. Now, this was just going into last year, right? The Cubs were 12th at $184 Red Sox were 13th. White Sox were 14th. First of all, the Cubs should be nowhere near the White Sox, even if the Sox at that point still thought they were in their window. That, that's one thing. I do agree with the fact that you don't have to be in the top five to A, win the World Series, or B, it does seem sort of silly if you're in this rebuilding window. However, that rebuilding window better be closing and the window for winning better be opening. And for me, that's got to signal a $200 million player sooner or later for the Cubs. If the philosophy is we're not going to, you know, obviously they would have given Otani more than 200 million, but it sounds like to get him to come here, the number would have had to have been way, way over everybody else to get him to consider playing in Chicago, in our weather, in the Midwest, all of those things. So I am starting... When I see Glass now traded, that that's a guy that John Rossi basically was like the most likely out of all these players to come to Chicago is Glass now. 
And then he ended up going to the Dodgers and signing a five-year extension for $136 million. Okay, well, is that what was holding up? Like, were the Cubs not willing to offer the extension? And that's why the Glass Now deal really fell apart? Like, they were... I, I don't that know, be, but there's, there's a lot. I'm just saying there's a lot of swing and miss right now. Do you yeah. guys remember when, and this is a good point, because the Blue Jays are going to be, seem to be the team that's going up against Bellinger, but sticking with the starting pitching thing, you talking about Glass now is five for 135. That's pretty good for a guy who might regress to a, you know, a second or third starter, depending on how that team shakes out. They're getting Walker Bueller back. Otani hopefully pitches next year for them. In there's your there's your third starter. Yeah. So right, that's pretty good value <laughs> beyond twenty twenty four. Yeah, for a guy like that. But you guys remember when Kevin Gossman signed for that five year one ten? The Cubs were in on him. We heard Theo talk about him for years before he was free agent. This is the guy everybody wants. This is the guy he wants. And they ended up sh- signing Stroman instead. But that five year one ten that seems to be where they're comfortable, the threshold they're comfortable spending a starting pitcher. That that short five to six year deal, guy who's in the you know mid twenties, upper like lower end of the. 30s, we know that's their target range. That for age, seems yes, to be what they but, want. They, I don't think they want to spend two fifty plus on a starting pitcher. And I don't know if that's the right philosophy. I don't. I'm not a baseball pitching guru. I I study it enough, but not mm-hmm. to the point where I can put a dollar sign on it. But the $200 million contract is coming. The Blue Jays don't have a $200 million contract in their history either. Their top paid player is George Springer, who looked pretty good in his second and first year there, but dealt with some injuries too. He's he's got three more years on that deal, and that's a deal they're kind of like, oh boy, $150 million for this guy. The Cubs, I think, are really afraid to step into a hole and pay for the first three years of Cody Bellinger. Let's say he's really good these next three years, but they're still not ready to win. That would be an indictment on the whole organization, right, if they're not ready to win in the next three years. But I think they're afraid to make a mistake, trade a guy, watch him go on and be cost-controlled and be super effective, and then spend $250 million, 200 to 250 whatever it is on Cody Bellinger, and watch him only be good for maybe half of that contract. And unfortunately, to be aggressive and to be the Dodgers, to be the Braves, they want to be like the Braves. Everybody does. Everybody wants to sign their stars to cost-control deals, but... Not everybody falls into that trap, and I think well, at some point you got to start to see the. Some point you need to act push. like a major market city, though, where you have two teams and and your Bellinger's getting two hundred million. I but think is he, he going to get it from the Cubs? That's what I'm saying. If it's it sounds I, like it's they Cubs, need to, Blue Jays, maybe somebody else. To me, Bears. they have to overpay for Cody Bellinger. Yeah, and if I mean, they do, then maybe this some of this starts to fade away a little bit. The, even the, the whole conversation. Yeah. If they're able to get Bellinger and then trade for Bieber or whoever and and use their chips that way, you know, they they have they have multiple ways of going out and doing it. Right now they're just kind of sitting there and waiting and I and I heard Morosi today say talking uh, about Reese Hoskins saying, "Why isn't that happened yet?" And now the Mariners might be involved. And he his, I think his exact quote was, the Cubs were in on glass now, and they missed out. And if they're not careful with Hoskins, they might miss out again. Okay. Are we going to be upset if they don't sign Reese Hoskins? No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> mad about the player. What I am worried about is that they are being potentially too cautious. So the third option, sure. the, two, the third option could have been in there. Are they cheap? Are they playing it smart? Or are they just being too cautious? 
Yeah. Right. And again, it might be a little bit of the th- all three, but sooner or later they've got to add to this roster. Yeah. With, I, with I will significant say, pieces. <clears throat> I'll say this related, you know, to what you were saying about Gossman and and all that, like in mentioning the Braves, like the Braves develop all their players. Mm-hmm. They trade for Olsen, okay, they but they develop Strider, they develop Acuna, developed Albies. All 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 guys that they developed and all stars, right? Again, I'm not saying we should sit here and be relying on prospects, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, they need to spend. The Braves have spent, you know? Like, what I, I guess where I'm at is that I'm starting to see a little bit of the direction that they want to go into next year. And I think Brendan kind of said it. He explained it a lot better than how I'm going to try and explain it here on Friday's show and how they have so like their top prospects in the organization are supposed to debut in 2024. And it's to me, it's not that they're being too cautious to me. It's more of that. They want to see what they have. And if you know, PCA, like uh, on six, having a score on Saturday, um, Jared Banner was on their show. And he said that PCA has been in Arizona working with Dustin Kelly all off season, working on the swing, working on should be exactly. And, Again, we're all high on PCA, right? We he's the future center fielder. He's he's an eighty grade defender. I don't like. I want Bellinger back, and it's mainly to play first base and across the outfield on days that you don't want to you don't want to play or you want to sit Hap to get him off his feet to maybe DH him instead. Or same thing with Saya. Uh, maybe you don't start the year with PCA on the team because yeah, I was going to say young player and unbelievable versatility. Right. Bellinger and, can and start the season and, in center and. And it leans to make me believe even more that Canario is probably on the trade block, right? But I don't know how much I can get for Canario considering he was hurt all of last year until the very end, and then he hit a grand slam, and other than that, he didn't do anything else. But it's just bringing me to the point of I think they want to see these top prospects in their organization do do, do something with this team. Now, does that mean they should be doing that with all of them? No. And so when it comes to Luke's point, are they being too cautious? Perhaps in that standpoint, because there's only so many of them that can play, right? Like they have too many outfielders. They need to move one or two of them. Uh, you know, like I don't know if how they feel about Owen Casey. I don't know how they feel about Kevin Alcantara. Is Matt Shaw going to be the future at third base? I don't know. We've never really seen him play third base. At least I haven't. Like it's again, I, they're paid millions of dollars to figure that out. Yes, you know what I mean, and so. They just can't possibly go into 2024 with all of those guys still like in the organization. They, 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 there's too much. There's they, they, they're just be so backloaded with prospects. And the one of the things you're supposed to have like with all the prospect depth is the ability to be able to move a guy or two. And if and if they go on to be good. Well, you st- if you're if you're still developing the way that you have been, if you're still drafting well the way that they have been, then you're probably going to be okay. You know how many times the Dodgers or someone has moved someone and they don't even care. And I know it's and it's not only just because they spend money; like they develop guys year in and year out. And so, to me, it's like okay, you you have to be able to identify which guy you feel like you're going to be okay with, be okay without, you know, in the future. And so. And that's I, a hard decision to make. Are. I mean, you guys talked to Carter and had a really good interview with him in Nashville. And I, I just remember listening to that and him saying, well, listen, takes two to tango, takes two to tango. We've heard that a lot on several interviews. 
it does feel like there's obviously there's going to be some bullpen free agent signing. I think Brent Suter is still out there. He was great with Milwaukee. I think there's some free agent signings that are going to happen, but this team is going to be active. I think the biggest move that we'll see, barring a Bellinger signing, I still think that's pretty possible. Uh, kind of looking likely now with the Giants signing Jung Ho Lee. But I think the biggest acquisition or the one that's going to come out of left field is probably going to be a trade, right? I mean, I'm looking right, right now at Logan Gilbert. He's got one, two, three more years of arbitration. He's 27. He's thrown two really good years for the Mariners. Mariners are looking to build. They don't have as much money, don't have as many financial resources as the Cubs. They're looking for more cost-controlled players. They're, and I mean, he's going to cost a lot, but that's what you do when you have four of your whatever top 10 prospects that are outfielders, Owen Casey, Alcantara, PCA, and you got two guys under contract happen, say, in the corners for the next couple of years, this is the time to make those moves. Yeah, yeah it's, it's if, for instance, Naylor and Bieber, if that deal's coming, then you could see why they're waiting on Hoskins, right? Like, yeah. obviously, there's, there's steps in the process, but sooner or later you want to make it happen. Our guy Mike Dubb said earlier he wants to have Bellinger and the prospects and lines in the water, whatever bait you're using, Jed, it isn't working. Yeah. Well, I just know that people are starting to get anxious. And when I heard people Morosi, been anxious, bro. <laughs> but when I heard Morosi respond to they missed out on Glass, now they might miss out on Hoskins if they wait too long. It's obvious that national, not just nationally, locally, if you watch in our chat or you check out Cubs Twitter, which you know people are losing their minds there, uh, <laughs> if they say. haven't already lost them, they have. It is, it is very easy to look at this and say, when are the Cubs going to do something? I know other teams are still sitting there too, but you just, for as much capital as they have to be moving pieces, whether it's the trade chips or the cash that they have in their hand, for them to be quiet this long is really surprising. Their name is in very little activity right now. I'm not super worried about the Hoskins thing. Like, not just for the play. I think Hoskins is a really good baseball player. Don't he get might me wrong. Be a, he might be a nice fit, but he is a Band-Aid. Remember, Let's this not is, get that wrong. He's remember, a this is Boris. I mean, I, this is a, hey, wow, I want to make money for my client. And remember, the, think of this from both sides. Think of this as the agent saying, wow, there's not been a ton of talk about my guy out there. There's some Bellinger still out there. He's also my guy, but I want Hoskins to get, I'm going to throw the Mariners out there as a team that's looking to add bats, contact bats, and more position-controlled players. I would say that that seems like a leverage push. There's been a lot of that from Boris. He does it every year. That might not be the whole story, but you're right. He's clearly trying to get the Cubs to move a little bit, and I saw Sarami had a great tweet last week about how the Cubs are going to have to deal with Boris at some point because all the big-time free agents next year are Boris clients again. So if it's not Hoskins, it's likely you're going to have to get one of those guys next year. I wouldn't – I'm not beating down the door to get Hoskins on the team by tomorrow. That's a guy you can wait out a little bit. He's 30 years old. He's an above-average league hitter. He's got playoff experience, but he plays a non-premium position. First base, mm-hmm. you can find guys that can fill that offensive hole. He's also not Hosmer. Let's oh, not let's oh, not God, let's no. not compare Come him on. to last year's no. ads at no, first no, no, base. No, 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 no. I just Stop. don't you yeah. know what I mean? I don't well, want He's got a lot to play for. He's so much yes. better than Eric. Hosmer, I don't want man. people to confuse that either. Like <clears> he's yeah. He's an upgrade over that. Um, um, all right. Sarah, Sarah, can you scroll up uh, the case, his comment? 
and I agree with it. He says MLB reporters work for player agents. They're trying to put the screws to the Cubs. So yeah, that, Cubs that's a, and that's a price. great point. And so what? Mor- when Morosi tweets out that you know yeah. the Mariners are getting in on on Hoskins, it it, it does kind of signal that like like he's kind of putting it out there to the Cubs to see like hey like this could happen you know like and I, it's coming from Boris so. You know, I, Boris was also on 670 this uh, the score this weekend, and uh, you know he was obviously hyping up everything about Cody Bellinger and and, and Hoskins and all those guys, and uh, to no surprise. And so yeah, he can he is going to get the best deal for all the dudes. Uh, I figured that the Hoskins deal Hoskins deal would have already happened because it's literally he's going to get maybe two years, like maybe two years. And I know he's coming off the ACL injury, but he literally was going to play for the Phillies in the World Series if they got there. It'll be a Bellinger light like deal. Right. It'll be a year and a team. I, I am surprised that just, it hasn't happened. I just don't want the Cubs to stop <clears throat> thinking about, and I don't know if this is happening, but I see it in the chat. People are like, oh, he's, this guy will block Shaw, or this guy, well, you know, last year, this guy will block Mervis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just remember that players, all you want to do is keep adding good players. And unless you give somebody a 15-year deal that's absurd and you can't move it somehow, players are movable if you don't give them those no-trade clauses. And they all become chips. And that's what kind of like, and and your point there is kind of what makes me think on the other side of the spectrum when it comes to Yamamoto. It's not like the Cubs have a bona fide ace at the top of the rotation. Yeah, not yet. Like, Steele is great. He outperformed every one of our expectations last year. And and you hope he does again. And we hope he does again. But, like, you you have to plan for regression. Yeah, you have to plan for regression. And you also, you you, got to, you just don't have, like, Cade Horton, yes, he... I think he will be that dude one day, but we know he's going to be on an innings limit in 2024, man. Like he's not pitching more than, you know, a hundred innings, maybe like maybe a little, I, I don't see him. And he's not going to start the year on the team. Like, like that, that's, that's the thing. Like, you know, Jared Banner also mentioned Ben Brown and he would have made his debut last year if he didn't get hurt at the end. Well, can you bank on Ben Brown staying healthy going into 2024? Like that's the problem with banking on some of these prospects or like hoping that that you or hoping to see some of those guys and see what they can do for the team. Like the point of free agency or trades is to, you know, bolster the team a little bit to maybe outperform your projected uh, win total with what's already in your organization, right? And that like from from everyone who's frustrated with the organization right now, that's right. Like I understand where you're saying, I just, I just feel like it's still too early to completely flip and think that they're not going to do one goddamn thing. Anyone who doesn't think they're going to do anything right now. Again, I understand like they haven't done anything and it's December 17th or whatever, 18th. And see another day's passed, but like, (laughs) but the thing is, it's like no one else is doing anything. And related yeah. to Glass now, the dude has never pitched more than 120 innings, and they gave him a five-year extension. Like, and it has nothing to do with the money. It's the five-year extension for a guy who's never pitched more than 120 innings. Miss me. I don't care. Like, I I wanted Glass now if they didn't get Otani. Or if they got Otani, I mean. That's that's why I wanted Glass now, because he would have been able to pitch the one year that Otani wasn't going to pitch. We didn't get Otani, so I'm okay that you miss out on Glass now. At least if they get Bieber, he's shown to be healthy most of his career. At least he's pitched 30-some starts multiple times. At least he's won a Cy Young in his career. I know the, 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 the strikeout numbers or whatever have dipped the last two, but you're telling me you're talking to me about a guy who has um, is going into a walk year to make potentially make a lot of money? 
and the Cubs have the pitch lab that we all talk about and how it's like, you know, changes guys, helps guys get better. I don't know. I'm willing. I'm willing to see how that works out. I'm, I'm hoping that 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 is a guy that is still possible. I really am. All Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins need is a shopping process this offseason like you get an empire, <laughs> a curated process where they throw out all the junk and only give you the best options to look at. It's a beautiful thing. You can't find you don't have to even look at the busts in the market. You don't look at the carpets that are going to not wear well. You don't look at the carpets that as soon as your dog walks in, the new carpet is destroyed. They give you only the best stuff on the market for the best value. And their philosophy is help you find what you need. Don't overwhelm you with a thousand choices and substitutes. Give you the right stuff. And then they had the virtual floor designer where you can go snap a picture and see how that flooring will look in your space. So that's a huge bonus. And they service their own warranties. If an issue does arise, all you have to do is call Empire because they service the warranties themselves. You don't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number. So schedule a free home in estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. I feel like if we tell the Ricketts family and we tell Jed about the $350 discount, they might have more spending money other places. I mean, they're repairing the roof. I guess they might as well repair the floor. There you go. See, see, yeah, that's right. Roof needed it. Yeah. That'll give you a nice ROI. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Kevin, have you heard? Have you been to Midtown Athletic Club? I drove by it yesterday. Uh, I've not been inside yet, though. Well, speaking you've got to take me to get of, some guest passes. Speaking of please. palaces, huh? Yeah, speaking of Steve, palaces. Even this, Steve Cohen's uh, house isn't as nice as this yeah, place. The, the Steve, Steve, Steve Cohen's home is definitely not as nice as Midtown Athletic Club. They have four locations, four Chicagoland locations, all right? Uh, our guy, or my guy, uh, Mike Togman, he goes to the one out in Palatine. Uh, Bannockburn, uh, Willow Burke, Willow Brook, I can't talk. Um, and then obviously the one here in the city, uh, in like Lincoln Park, Bucktown area. Damon and Fullerton. Uh, you know, the one in Palatine, they just launched a multi-million dollar transformation to the club, which will be complete by early next year. Uh, listeners can lock in favorable rates if they join before the end of the year. They have something for everyone there, whether you're single like me, uh, families like Luke with kids. Um, you know, people just looking to make a lifestyle change because it's more than just a gym, guys. Like they, they have everything. There's a bar there, brother. You could live there. <laughs> you can eat dinner there. I had dinner there with Ryan when, when we got to go, and like it, it wasn't just like some fast food stuff, which would be so it's a restaurant weird. But if for considering it's a gym, but like it, yeah, it is like a restaurant. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's it's great. Um. The, some of the cool f- features include the Superlux locker rooms with wet and dry saunas with pr- and premium amenities, amazing outdoor and indoor pools and hot tubs, which I know my guy Mark Carmen is a big fan of on top of the uh, tennis courts that he just cannot stay away from. Uh, the bo- They have a collection of boutique fitness studios with more than 100 classes per week that's included in the membership. So if you get a membership, you can go and do all the classes for free or it's part of the membership. So you don't have to pay extra for the, mem- uh, for the, the classes. So, uh, it's not gym quality. Uh, th- this isn't gym quality. The spaces are boutique quality. That's what they say. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, it's has everything, the best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Uh, Midtown has indoor and outdoor tennis courts, pickleball as well. I know all us millennials are all into pickleball right now. 
Uh, and then obviously paddle tennis, USTA professional quality all the way. So head on over to midtown.com slash CHGO to find out more and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. By the way, because we are content creators and I'm always looking for a little something, uh, something that I will not be doing, but I think I could probably talk some people here into it. And Mark Carmen and Braggs would be high on the list. Have you seen the floating hot tub down the Chicago River yet? No. Yes. Yeah. You know, they have oh paddle God, boats. Yes. Now, now you can, if you want to have something dirtier than it. a hot tub, you can float the dirty hot tub down the Chicago River. So you have twice as good a chance. I actually wanted to something. do that. Oh. I didn't hear about this. Oh, yeah. So you can go in the cold, rip your shirt off, have some beers. Maybe it some three. Like, it sounds exactly like something Carmen Braggs would do. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. I can, I, I can envision Mark Carmen with his shirt off. <laughs> Across from Bragg's, <laughs> drinking their 312 Goose Islands, and Carm singing some bad version of some song yeah. as the two of them float past the merchandise mart. While Bragg's is on the other side talking himself into the players yeah. being in the hunt. Yeah, brick by brick. Yeah, I'll catch the uh, I'll catch Casey's TikTok recap for that one. I don't need to be a part of that. Uh, real, real quick, a yeah. little bit of breaking news before we hit the... Uh-oh. Not breaking, but nice news for the Cubs here. Uh-oh. They... You know how they do the pre-arbitration bonus pool yeah. right before our guy, Justin Steele, part of that pre-arbitration bonus oh. pool of earning one of five players earn over a million dollar bonus this year in his pre-arbitration. $1.6 million for Justin Steele joining Julio Rodriguez, Corbin Carroll, Adley Rutschman and Spencer Strider. That's a heck of a group of young players to be a part of. Um, obviously Steele, yeah, made, you know, is expected to. He's got a couple of years here yet of arbitration, but a nice mm-hmm. little bonus for him yeah. after a heck of a year. So congrats to Justin. And, and I know we were kind of talking about Steele earlier. Like you can't bank on him to be as good as he was last year again. That said, there's no reason to believe he won't be as good or at least very solid at the top of your rotation for 2024. So yeah, uh, good for him, man. Yeah. Considering where he like where he came up from, like, you know, 2014 draft pick, injuries, all that stuff. Like the best story of last year. For sure. Uh, I mean, Bellinger was the position player. Obviously, Steele was the pitcher. Uh, Today is, of course, if you've forgotten, people are counting down the days till maybe New Year's or Christmas and the holiday season. Maybe you got lost in all the chaos that today is Magic Wand Monday. Before, did we read the Super Chat? Oh, we got oh my God. No, I forgot. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, holler. Super Chris. chat, Chris. Sorry, Chris. Uh, he's four ninety nine. Thank you, Chris. You're always here. Uh, the Cubs are neither cheap or smart. They dumb for not making a move. That's fair. <laughs> I, hey, I can, I can agree with that. that I, could right be, now, that we, could be they, possible too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it feels like we're waiting even longer than last year. And you know what? We are because Dansby signed one year ago yesterday. So we are waiting even longer for that next big That's deal. right. Another day has passed. Like I said, Magic Wand Monday. Uh, so this is where we take our Magic Wand and we fix everything with one magic swoop of that wand. Last time we did this, we manifested Bo Bichette rumors. So credit That's to right. us. Credit to us for changing the market out there. Yeah. Uh, and, and we at one point said, hey, Vlad... Guerrero Jr. make it happen. Mm-hmm. That didn't hasn't happened yet, but still holding out hope. And if it does, we'll take credit. All of it <laughs> today. It's it's a much more close to home magic wand Monday for me. I just want please somebody show Christopher Morell how to play third. He seems like such an obvious answer at third base, and we hear about 
you know, he's done now playing in the Dominican Winter League. Defensively, it didn't go super well in a short. We, we saw that one great play, which everybody got pumped about, but then there were also like four errors at third base. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what's it going to take? Is it going to take Magic Wand Monday to make that happen by the season? Because I, I don't want to waste. I know the backup plan can always be you can use him as your DH. There's so much athletic ability in that guy. There's so much energy in that guy. He tied for the team lead in home runs, and he played like 100 less games than Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Not 100 less games, 100 less played appearances than Cody Bellinger. That would make more sense. That would make more sense. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> I just want, I, I want to see him on the Cubs next year, and I want to see him playing third base. But that can't happen unless he makes a massive improvement at third base like Madrigal did last offseason. Can we can, please? Can that be the magic wand or do you have one that you think would be easier to actually accomplish with the magic wand? Hmm. Balance, signing Bellinger. <laughs> do you want to make that? the ma- uh, Listen, I mean, I'll take anything at this point. I, I just, just want to talk about yours for a second. Are you are you mad if Morel is just offensively? The way he was last year and a little bit a healthy Morel gets you 30 plus home runs next year is in the lineup every pretty much every day. Like council said, as a DH, is that a bad thing for the roster? But I don't yes. think they want him in the DH. If you, yeah, let, it if is. you I think you'd it's you'd a, rather I, have him playing the field. too. It's a bad if you thing listen for to council roster, at yeah. the winter meetings. He was basically like, we got to find a position for that guy. It's on us. If they but if they don't, I mean, I don't know. Just go have him th, I get a third f- baseman. I, don't I, know. I fully believe that if he is getting if he is playing mainly as a DH next year, it's not good for the organization. I, I they gotta find a, a place for him to play, man. He's just not a he's just not a typical he DH. Does, he does you know and I mean? they do together, right? Yeah. Hmm. My magic wand, I would say I really I love I'm not as into it as Brendan, but I do love pitching for those watching. So I love watching pitching. I loved pitching in high school growing just don't up. Make I, graphs. No, I, I don't know how to make them. I don't know how to program them like he does. They're they're so they're so intricate and interesting. I, I like learning from him. But my thing is always cost controlled young starting pitching. Go get me a Dylan Cease, go get me a Logan Gilbert. That changes so much. When you have a pitcher in the mid to late twenties that has a couple years arbitrate, a guy like Justin Steele is a perfect example. When you have a guy that has three years of arbitration and they're those one-year, one-off deals that you can sign for less than $20 million average annual, that opens up so much cap space for you to go out and address other things. Not that the Cubs always do that, obviously. But give me a cost-controlled young starting pitcher with an arm that is untouched and is shown that it can consistently get you wins. And I think a Dylan Cease is great. That's mm. going to cost you a lot. That yeah, is. Logan Gilbert's going to cost you even more. It's worth it. That's my magic wand. Go get one. Okay. I, I see but people before, saying about the Morel thing, right? 30 pl- I'm, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Fix his defense I, and get him to just league average at third base. In this said, Godfather, you are better than this, man. Like, Uh-oh. he is not Uh-oh. Patrick Wisdom with speed, brother. Come on, man. He's Miss me with that. Miss me with that, bro. Like, that. that is such, oh, my. Oh, did you of call all, Godfather, Of all the bro? things, of all the things that we read that you bro. say, Godfather, and again, this is respectfully. <laughs> respectfully. Respectfully. Respectfully, all right? 
Christopher Morrell is more than just a home run hitter with speed. I'm sorry. I, I, you, I have a whole thread that I put out on Twitter d- due to all the research I did credit <laughs> to me. He was literally, he, his first two years in the league, he was better than Javi Baez. When, in, Javi Baez's first two years in the league. All right. They're, uh, offensively? Yeah, yeah offensively. Okay. Sure. All right. Yes. Does he need to cut down strikeouts? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? A lot of guys are striking out these days because all the pitchers are, you know, at the peak of what we've seen from pitching. All right. I don't, I don't care though. If you have contact bats in your lineup, which the Cubs do, you can live with a guy who strikes out 30% of the time. Anyway, the reason that I think to to shift back to what we were talking about with Morrell and the defense, the the reason I think he, he brings more value if he's in the field is just the fact that because he's an athlete and the fact that if you're able to play him in the field, that allows you to add another, an, another impact bat to DH. Right. I, that, that's, that's the reason that I want him to be able to play in the field. And there, and because they have right now, at least because Bellinger is not on the roster, the fact that first and third base is open, you got, you got to me, you just got to figure that out. If, if they're going to trade him for a guy like Logan Gilbert, you know, I hadn't thought about Logan Gilbert really all offseason because I didn't think the Mariners are going to want to trade him. But They probably won't. But, like, you know, if it's for someone like that, fine. But you st- you're still not – your offense still isn't better. Your, your offense is still worse if you trade Morrell and you don't sign Bellinger and you trade for Logan Gilbert. You're just – we'll just be banking on our starting pitching to, you know, allow two runs per game every every start. You know what I mean? Where, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe some guys break out. I, I don't know. All I know is that – the, the team is better. The team theoretically could be better with Morrell in the line, in the lineup playing in the field. Cause if he's DH and then it just, it, then that, then that, then you are playing Nick magical at third base. If you don't fix third base, you know what I mean? Or you're playing wisdom. You're not going to put wisdom and Morrell in the lineup together. You know what I mean? Like, Unless they, unless they, even signing Matt Chapman doesn't make me feel any better about third base outside of the defense. Like, they they need to find a way to get Morrell in the field and playing that position wherever it is consistently. And so most that's, likely that's to me it's either third or first base. If Bellinger doesn't come or back, left field. It, well, Ian Hap's gonna play left field more often. More more Those relevant. are like the three spots, right? For so, sure. Well, then, yeah, how do you use how do you use Hap if he's not playing left field? Well then you're DH and him, but like right. and, and, and it's just like not, you need an everyday DH, man. And like I not, just feel that's like that's not taking anything away from Hap. No, it's not at I'm, all. I'm saying it, those are the three positions you can yeah. play him. At. He's not playing short. He's not playing second. Maybe I'd rather second have base. I'd rather I mean, have Hap in left I, I field than right. than Morrell in left it just, defensively for sure. When you think about the lineup in, in general with the lineup, if you are able to get Morrell out there at third, and then you have Hoskins playing DH and you sign Bellinger to play, and he can go between first base, and center field, and the two outfield positions on a day where you, and then go, you know, it's a long season. Guys need days off. You know, you can play Bellinger in those two corner outfield spots on days that you want to DH Hap or, or uh, Suzuki. You know what I mean? Like, it, I think there's a lot more versatility, obviously, if, if you were to bring Bellinger back and be able to move him around like that. He showed he can do it last year. I like Corey so, Burkhart's comment. Sign Bellinger to play first. J.D. Martinez would be a great option at DH. Mm-hmm. If you can play Morrell at third, again, if you can play Morrell at third, I don't know. Morrell's bat needs to be in the lineup. Yeah. He's an important Absolutely. bat. I think it opens up here. a lot of, and it, his value is obviously better if he can play positions, but. Did Godfather yell at me? Is that why you guys are laughing? He's, no, he complied. He said, he said he'd go sit in the corner. <laughs> go okay. sit in the corner. <laughs> Thank you, Godfather. That's again, respectfully. 
Respectfully. Respectfully. I love you. (laughs) Um, I love you. So I did a poll on the YouTube chat earlier Uh and it has about 109 votes in. And so I just asked, are the Chicago Chubs, are the Chicago Cubs cheap or smart? And cheap has 70% and smart has 30. That's just the tone of the fan base right now. Just because they haven't done anything. I get it. And I'm going to pretend the 109 votes is actually 10,009 votes. Uh, <laughs> Cody, did you know it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles? That's something we can all get behind because, you know, for the health of our planet or the well-being of all of us who obviously share this beautiful well, planet. Yeah, Luke, I was obviously knew that because the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks com ed can help guide you to make the changes that make sense well that's intriguing what should business owners do cody they should go to comed.com slash clean again comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources fleet rebates and the infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric if you own a business don't wait start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles good for business good for the planet good for all of us go to comed.com slash clean did you say comed.com slash clean yeah go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Beautiful. Uh, this weekend, it was not the greatest on the books for me. However, I did have Michigan State money line against uh, Baylor, which is probably my best there you win. Go. Uh, three and a half point dog on a neutral site against a Baylor, number six team in the country. Credit to me. That I'm ba- said, I'm back to betting against the Bears from now on. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I'm also going back to betting against the Bears because the Bears took all my money from the Circus Sportsbook yesterday, lost every single bet I had on the Bears game. Hell, Cole Komet, our guy, love him, Cubs fan. Uh, I had him over 36 and a half yards receiving. Dude had five catches and somehow didn't go over that mark. How do you get five catches and not go over 36 and a half yards receiving? Make it make sense to me. Anyway, despite my losses, I'm still going back to Circus Sportsbook tonight because... That's what degenerates do. Uh, and one reason is their tight money line splits. Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circus Sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use minus 115 or minus 120 splits. Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. Uh, another thing that I really like is their, they don't, Limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. And because of that, they actually encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available to compare the lines from each sports book. And then finally, their customer service is second to none, uh, is one of the main reasons why I continue to use them. Uh, you're talking to real people. You're not talking to chatbots. Chatbots are the worst thing. They they should like the world should mo- go into 2024 without chatbots. I I will stand on that forever. Um, they're real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chatbots. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circus Sports book at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, the second greatest place on earth, uh, aside from Wrigley Field. I really have to get out there. It's a beautiful place. I, the next time you guys go out to Vegas, I really, even if I... Don't get the invite. I might just show up on my own plane <laughs> ticket. I, I seriously, I want to go. Show up in Cody's suitcase. Just just Cody have two suitcases. They got the, right. they got the cabanas. Mm. Like they got, Stadium like I got swim. three TVs in my living room, but they got like seventy. How oh, many? Yeah. Seventy-two TVs. Or so many. So, uh, you, you too, down the river in a hot tub. You too can can be like Kevin if you just get in my suitcase. I guess. 
but if you're not, you can just download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Uh, Blackhawks have a watch party tomorrow. I don't know if Circa is a part of it, but I would assume oh. they are. Oh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to I'm that. I'm excited for that, though. It's at Broken Barrel, and I love yeah. Broken Barrel. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's r- I live it's right, right by where you live, yeah. right? I'm, I'm a five-minute walk away. Don't show up at my house. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. Not that you're going to be banging down the doors to talk <laughs> yeah. to I a, had my uh, 21st birthday there. Anchor. I was thinking about going as well. So I'll be there. Yeah, tomorrow? Count me in. Mark, Marquette plays tomorrow night. I'll go. By the way, big promotion at WGN. We got a, we got hey, a superstar thanks. in the building. Congratulations. Nice nice little promotion over there at WGN Radio. Congrats. Thanks, guys. Hey, nice. I appreciate it. Yeah, doing a little morning action. So if you're driving to work and you want to listen to some news in the morning, tune in to me and Steve Grzanich from about 6 to 9. You'll hear me at the top of the hour every hour. So, yeah. Thank you, Luke. I appreciate it, man. Sure. Big of us, too. $20 well, in my pocket. Not, always uh, get you whatever you want. It's <laughs> not as much. To, I'm looking at Steve Cohen's house. We were talking about this earlier. $21.6 nice? Where do you think... They That's had his the Florida meeting. house. That's his, look at this place. Yeah. Where do you think? But I assume they had the one in New York because then he went. He talked to the Yankees. The oh, it was before. in New York. Oh, I was I'm assuming say. he's got a New York home. Where do you think Yamamoto Maybe had the meeting? Was it in the the sitting area kitchen, the gourmet Downsview kitchen, the other kitchen? <laughs> There's like one seven of seven kitchens, kitchens all here. of which Steve Cohen does not know where even the silverware is at right now. He's just. We're twenty one point six million. That was, Feed me, and they that's stand the last year of the Hayward these. contract. This guy's gonna go throw forty million dollars AAV at another starting pitcher, isn't he? I mean, yeah, I would too if you look at this place. Yeah. Crazy. Bowling hey, out. great news! Did you see the Cubs con <laughs> schedule is out, everybody? Huh? Is it, is it great news? <laughs> no family panel again this year. <laughs> the best news is that they will vote. They voted on Sammy Sosa. We don't know what the results are, but we'll find out if Sammy Sosa is getting in the Cubs Hall of Fame. However. Missing from that list. Oh, by the way, Ryan Dempster is going to have his off the mound. It looks like the Compound Podcast will be live from there with Ian Happ again. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hoping to be at CubsCon as well. So far, the way it looks, no family panel. Are you mad? I'll let, you, I'll let Kevin go first. I would have liked to have seen the Ricketts <clears throat> come forth and talk. I don't. It Obviously, they own the team. It's their right not to talk. I think that they have always left baseball decisions, which would be the majority of the questions, up to the front office to answer them. And honestly, I think Jed and Carter have done a very good job of being available to media outlets and answering those questions. So I'm not sure how much more the Ricketts could ask because obviously these conventions bring out the entire spectrum of the fan base, right? You're going to have people that are there for the autographs and the ambiance and want to shake hands with Dansby Swanson. You're going to have guys there that want to yell at clouds. I mean, it's going to be the entire spectrum. So necessarily, I see from their perspective of, I really don't know if I would want to sit there and answer all those questions. What's that? I don't, nobody likes clouds. I don't, I don't actually, I don't blame them. They have no responsibility as as an owner of something to be like, Hey, tell me how bad I am at doing this. Yeah. When I, honestly, I, I, that, I think the Ricketts have done, I'm, maybe I'm in the minority. I think they've done a great job with Wrigleyville and the Cubs. What's all this uh, buzz or hubba baloo? Is that a word? Uh, about 
autograph vouchers. Oh, yeah, I don't they're... understand what that is because I've so never the, done that. So they've thing. had vouchers every single year, and you get it like when you arrive and like at check in, you get this like duffel like backpack type thing. It's like has like a calendar in it and some other freebies, and they always used to put like a voucher in there, which you it was like a scratch off, and you would try you would scratch it off, and it would sometimes tell you if you won like an autograph like a free autograph signing. Okay. Um, and if you didn't, you'd get like $5 off of the cup store. So it was like either the greatest thing in the world or like the worst thing in the world, honestly. And now everybody's um, just going to rush. Yeah. Now line. it's just like first come first serve according to this news and which is wild. I mean, I, in my like seven years that I've gone, uh, I got a, I got like a free autograph signing one time. Cool. And it well, was, you got five it bucks was, off. The it was <laughs> so it was in 2018. It was Andre Dawson, and I had already, I've already, I had already met Andre Dawson at, in multiple instances in my life at that point. So I actually went around trying to trade it, and someone was dumb enough to give me Chris Bryant for it. Nice. So, so I, that's how I met Chris Bryant. Um, as a fan, way before this podcast ever existed. <laughs> but um, that's neat. Yeah, and that's what's so, so cool about Cubs. Kind. I mean, if you. If you really are a fan of the, and you get some FaceTime with those guys, it is cool. As long as you're not over the top, like, oh, my God, I love you. Like, be like, hey, man, you've done a – like, I'm really looking forward to watching you play this year. Like, I really love the way you play. It is a cool experience for fans. I'm glad that the Cubs still do it because not every baseball team does it. I mean, I it always, is a cool Sox experience. Don't. I always tell people, like, <laughs> I've, I've met a lot of Cubs fans on Twitter who don't live here who've never been. And I always tell them like, it's, you got to go at least one time. Yeah. It's a great experience. You get to meet it. Obviously you meet other Cubs fans, but also like, I think if you, especially if you have kids, if you have kids, they, you got to take them there at least one time. But as far as like my disdain for Rick, it's not having a panel. He had a panel last year and it was honestly pointless. I sat through the entire thing. And the only thing that came from it was some lady bitching about the fact that the DraftKings Sportsbook was coming and it was changed. It was ruining like the, the, the charm that is Wrigleyville, which just made me like laugh at ridiculous amounts because it's so fucking dumb. Um, Clouds. The, yes. And then the Sammy Sosa thing, which we talked about last week. Um, and that's asked every year. Uh, so I guess we won't get that. Um, but again, he's on the ballot. So we'll find out if he gets voted in or not on year one of the ballot. And then it, a lot of the rest of it is just, you know, like, normal shit like what they're trying to do in the neighborhood and all this like it, it honestly cubs like bing, it's like cubs bingo it's, like it's not like fans are lining up to get behind to get to one of those three microphones they have set up in that in that uh in that room or whatever and people are just shredding tom ricketts like it it's it, it, it really is nothing now i will say the fact that um they're gonna have the update, the baseball operations update with Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins. Mm. Fans will have the same exact, yeah, same the question. same exact scenario where they can, which is ask why the billionaires questions. like, why would I do this? Right, and mm. and we good. we do know that question. Tom has not like he has no or he lets the front office decide on who they're spending money on, and like to me, based off what Tom said last year, uh, last off season going into last year, and then just things he said throughout the year, I lean that. The lack of spending this offseason is more on Jed than it is Tom. That that's where I lean. I, I don't think it has anything to do with Tom limiting him any money. To me. Yeah, so I don't know. It doesn't seem that way. It seems like they said, Listen, you made some bad signings. If you're gonna spend our money, spend it on the right guys. And maybe Jed was like, Okay. <laughs> 
I, mean, I don't know. Maybe. I, we don't, we'll, we, we'll we're never, never going to know that answer and until somebody comes out and spends, you wanna, like I said, 200 plus. You want to go to CubsCon and yell and scream at the clouds? Like, just make sure, sure you're at the, the baseball operations update with Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins. Did you play Cubs bingo <laughs> when you were there last I, year? I, I did it one time. I know. I, I saw Mike Dubb said that's the goat of the con. I don't, I don't know is. what that. It's cool. No, I haven't. And I'm not telling you how to Cub. CubsCon has just never been my thing. I've, I've been there for stuff. And I want to say that right now, we can we can officially announce that if CHGO is allowed in, uh, we will not need vouchers for our autographs. If you'd like to come up and have our autograph, no voucher needed. Yeah, we won't be like Marquis that had like no. the lines for Boog and JD. Like people had to get in line to get like right. them or whatever. How many Ryan Herrera <laughs> autographs for Luke Stuckmeyer? A lot. Probably a lot, yeah. I mean, if you want Cody to sign your lower back or your thigh or whatever, he will do it. He will do it. I will need someone to video me doing this because it would, or doing that because that would be just. That would be amazing. That would honestly just be hilarious. And, and my, I got this, and I got this Santo tattoo right here. Can and, you sign my other shoulder, and it, Cody? And it's not like I sit around and practice my signature. Like, oh, it's boy. not something I do. So, like. How do you, now, wait a minute. You're old enough, though. You should know how to do cursive, right? Yeah, yeah I do. Because but it's the not next great. generation coming up has, like, never. They can't even read it, let alone done it. I mean, even some of those autographs. So, I have those guys. You have to be making that shit up on the fly, right? Just do, 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 having fun, just with it. scribbling yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe make your first initial. I don't know. I, if we if we end up, it's still unconfirmed, but like if we get the the setup or whatever. Yeah, I'm hope we're hopeful to have players who come and. I'm hopeful you'll us. be willing to sign beer bats for people. That'd be sick. Now Bring that, beer that bat, would actually Cody be pretty cool. It. Or potentially, Cody does a beer bat chug after he signs it. <laughs> That'd, That'd be a get great a lot endorsement of to work on for the Cubs. The official beer bat guy. Anyways, it's coming That'd be up. cool. I hope you guys it's get in, that. I'll, what, be, I'll be stopping in if you guys are there. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a, I've never been a big convention guy. I don't, you won't see me there, uh, but I will stop by if you guys are there. I like, I guess, for autographs. going last year for the first time as like, you know, this media guy. Um, I think the coolest part was just hanging out with all the other Cubs, uh, like content people. Like, Brett from Bleacher Nation and uh, our guy Danny Rocket and I met uh, Evan Altman and uh, Full Count Tommy. There's like a bunch of the big people on Cubs Twitter were at Cubs convention and they all meet up at this bar outside the outside the convention every year. It feels like so it was cool to like meet some of those people that I hadn't met before. Godfather's giving a special deal at Cubs convention. His autograph only costs ten dollars to members of the live chat. <laughs> oh. Ooh, so, gotta get the Godfather on cameo. Listen, it's not like getting <laughs> Bellinger for ten million dollars a year, but I it's would, a discount. It's if, a discount. If Godfather got on cameo, all my I would be the first person to like. I will just don't make it more than fifty to fifty dollars, Godfather. I I just for the content alone, I would I would I would pay you to send me something of whatever. I don't know. Cameo asked me to do that once, and I was like, nobody wants no. I'm not charging anybody for me to send a video. If somebody wants to get a hold of me and wants a video, I'll send it. I'm not charging $5 for a video for me. But That's for the, the lowest time, thing a person could do. For the longest time, I heard, I thought that like getting on Cameo, you had to have a certain amount of like of a social media following or something. I don't think but now so. it's just like yeah, anybody, anyone can yeah, do it. And, right. I, and I actually got like... Like I saw our guy Nicholas Moriano from CSO Bears. Like he started one, and I was like, "Oh, oh they let him start one." Start. I guess oh, I could like make an account, and then I I made an account, and then I just never did anything with it. I don't think I've ever been requested. Oh, man, 
which is fine. Like I don't really, I'm not, I don't, I don't promote it or anything like that. Don't tell me how to cub. Don't tell me how to cameo. Mariano <laughs> wants to get his bag. Yeah, cameo. man. Dude's doing, uh, he's doing, you know, these ads for Floyd's barbershop. You know, he's doing everything he can to make is a little extra really? dollar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mar. Hell yeah, yeah, Nick. All right. Okay. Love that. He's like, yeah, I, I co-host the best bears podcast in the world. Let me, let me promote your haircut. Please. Ryan says I do answering <laughs> machine messages. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you've reached Bill and Tom. We're not here to answer the phone right now, but this is Luke Stuckmeyer answering for them. Uh, hey, if you want to be, before, before you go to Cubs convention, make sure, if you're going to go, make sure you show up with the diehard card in your hand. Oh, that, yeah. You slap that you, thing down. You don't need a voucher mm. if you've got that diehard card. You just shove Mike Dubs right out of the way and say, I got a diehard card. Dubs, out of the way. Actually, I Absolutely. think he's got one too. Uh, 20% off all of our <laughs> events. Dope merch for all of our teams. You get 20% off all of that dope merch that we have. You get a free shirt when you become a member so you can show up to Cubs convention with the coolest shirt on the market. And you get to be a members only Discord member. That's called the CHGO Lounge. But most of all, you get the premium written content for members at allchgo.com. And again, the CHGO diehard card that comes in that box is like having gold. It's like having gold. And yes, Dubs, you get to show up with free sick drip. So make sure you uh, sign up for a diehard membership as soon as possible. Great holiday gift, by the way. Trying to think of what you're going to get for that sports fan in your family right now. You're like, ah, what could I get? Diehard membership? It's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year round, and they're going to be like, what is this? And then once they realize it, they're going to want you to give that to them every year, which takes something off of your plate. You just say, here's your diehard membership renewal. Here's the diehard membership renewal. Here's the diehard membership Did, uh, renewal. Is our discount still on? I believe that is over. Uh, well, I hope everyone, like, because uh, Michael in the chat says he's finally becoming a diehard at the end of the year. It's like, well, you could have became a diehard already and got it for cheaper if you did it. Like, I think it was like a Black Friday. So. Yeah, it was a Black But was, I thought it was expanded for like another week or two. I felt like I, I could be wrong. Ad. Check it out. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, hey, guys, our, our partner, like Ray Chevrolet, is having their biggest sale of the year right now. Make your way to Ray Chevrolet on Route 12 in Fox Lake to join in on the savings for their model year-end sales event. As one of the top-selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories. But right now, they're trying to make room for incoming 2024 models, so all their current inventory must go. Plus, you can find the perfect tailgate vehicle at Ray Chevy because they have over 100 new Silverados in stock. And that's not all. Get 0% financing with $0 down and zero payments until the spring of 2024. Or save over three grand on a new Chevy Blazer, 4000 on an Equinox, or over $10,000, you heard me right, ten k on a Silverado. And to top it all off, they're pricing over 125 vehicles, over $20,000. Seriously, guys. Can pricing get more affordable than that? Check out the free agent market in baseball. The answer is no. And I know everybody loves the word free. Cody, you like free? I love free. Luke. Everybody loves free. This month at Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake, a free oil change. And all you need to do is mention the magic letters, CHGO, when scheduling your oil change online or on the phone. You better hurry, though. This exclusive offer ends at the end of the month on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2023. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com to get your model year-end savings. They've been serving the community since 1963. Find new 
Rhodes. Can can we show Greg's comment? You got to scroll up a little bit. It says, sick drip at the convention, too. You can buy unlaundered game war pants. Sweat still dripping from <laughs> It's true. You can literally buy, like, game game worn jerseys right. and shit like that. Like if you're a real, that's another thing about the convention. It's like one of those like memorabilia, like the real, the real dirty ones come out and like show just how desperate they well, are. Well, and, and we, to be honest with you, if you're going <laughs> to the CHGO locker right now, it doesn't say we offer that, but if you want us to get a larger an extra larger or medium or whatever, and you want us to wear the shirt on air and sweat our, you know, pit it out here in <laughs> studio B cause it's so hot. We're willing to do that and then mail it out. Big of us. Big, we'll, we'll send a little of our sweat your way. I am sweating in here. And I'm it's not always just, warm it's, in here, brother. It's hot in here. It's the show's hot. We always, is hot. we always do the show in, in here. Knit hat and a sweater. It was, and the reason, why take the train so it's freezing though. today? I feel like that's, all of the offseason we've been out here because the bear show goes more than an hour. And Always. Are they even done yet? I felt yeah, like yeah. I finally got off set like a half hour ago. Con, like, well, they, they ended actually when I started talking about the hot tub down the Chicago River and Carm's like, we got to go. Yeah. Miserable franchise. Now, uh, Dubs in the chat says, tried to get Cody to buy uh, the Rivas, the Alfonso Rivas team issue jersey. And that reminds me, uh, a friend of mine over the weekend told me that she has a Tony Campana uni. Mm. And let me tell you, if there's a Tony Campana uni at CubsCon, send it my way. If you see it, you let me know. You DM me because if anyone needs that, like oxygen, it's me. We oh, got we wow. gotta find a Trey Mancini or Eric Hosmer <laughs> jersey for Corey. <laughs> that should be Christmas gifts. Honestly. You guys want to do that? You, you want to like go in on one? I'm sure we could get it here by Christmas. <laughs> or we got a or week. just do Ryan. it do it up real good and get like an Eric Sogard one. Ryan Lambert's becoming one of my favorite chatters. Mark Grace beer stained jersey with lipstick on the collar. Hell yeah, <laughs> brother! Wrap up the Hell show. yeah, brother! Uh, <laughs> thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast this Monday afternoon. Only forty six <laughs> likes so far. Please hit the like button on the way out. That is Please. disgraceful. And remember, we're back here live at one twenty. Do we have any more again super chats? tomorrow? No more super nope. chats. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Sorry. All right. Then until tomorrow, live at one twenty or breaking news podcast. You never know. Till then, fly the W. Y'all silly like the mayor.